Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Michael. <laughs> the mic broke, bro. Hold up. Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast with me, Michael, and your other hosts, Dominic and Nee. Today, we're going to be talking about majors, how to choose your major, what major you should pick for your common, uh, for your college application, the types of majors, and whether that even matters for your chances of getting into the college you want. Now, I know this is a difficult question for a lot of people because there are just so many majors to choose from, especially at a lot of these big research universities and liberal arts colleges. So as you make that your decision about what major you might want to take, you might want to take a variety of different coursers and get a variety of different information about lots of majors before you pick one and dive deep into one. Well, you can do that today with Skillshare. Learn what you want when you want it. Just go to bit.ly slash AUPod2018 and get two free months of Skillshare Premium. Skillshare has a variety of different courses on a variety of every single subject you might want to take, from physics to machine learning, artificial intelligence, to even how to podcast. With Skillshare Premium, you'll get access to every single Skillshare class, and you'll be able to view those courses offline, so that even when you're on the bus or in the car or on a plane, you can still be learning and you can still be figuring out what major to pick. Skillshare is sponsoring us, so if you go to the link bit.ly slash AUPod2018, you'll help us and you'll help yourself figure out how to pick your major of choice. Now, let's get on to the show. The first thing we want to talk about, as we typically do, is college admissions news corners. And today, Dominic has something to share from an admissions officer at Yale University. Yes. So a, an admissions officer at Yale University, like Michael was saying, wrote this beautiful 650 word. Yeah, that number sounds familiar, right? <laughs> 650 word, uh, I guess, essay on... Uh, how admissions officers read college essays and kind of what to look for uh, in it. And I think this goes perfectly for all the students who are stressing about their college essays, because I know we are <clears throat> um, trying to figure out I'm if not. it's good enough or it's he was <laughs> if it's good enough or, you know, if you think the admissions officer will take it the way that you want it to. Uh, it's going to be in the show notes below the first link. So if you just want to follow us along on the admissionsuncovered.com website. Just kind of want to open the floor here. First impressions. What did you guys think? Well, I really appreciated this essay. And I think maybe when people read it, you know, there'll still be some confusion because obviously this admissions counselor is not going to lay out the perfect essay. But I think her point is that there is no perfect essay for everybody, that each essay is going to be a manifestation of each individual. And because all people are different, their essays will be different and they should be different. And I, and I, and I think there is some, I don't know. Maybe this is like the Columbia emphasis on foofy doofy hippy dippy literature on me, but I think there is something beautifully poetic about that kind of vagueness. Yeah. So, as someone that's struggling with college essays and really like wondering if it's good enough, reading this actually um, comforted me, which is like surprising because I was very stressed. And what really stood out was this one part where where she says, "You do not have to be the world's most elegant wordsmith to write a successful college essay." The best essays she reads are those where the genuine voice of a high school student comes through loud and clear, and they really get a sense of who you are. And I think that really goes with what we've been saying throughout this podcast, how the essay, like everything else in your application, should fit into your overall narrative. It should paint a picture of who you are where, um, when like rec letters can't or your test scores can't. So I feel like 
coming from a Yale's admissions officer is also reassuring, and I think it's really good advice that anyone listening to this podcast who are freaking out about their essays should really listen to. <clears throat> yeah, I think the whole uh, essay is really well written. My favorite line from it, and I think it kind of sums up what you should be targeting with your college essay is, <clears throat> I do have favorite essays that I can remember, but they're but they have no particular topic in common. Instead, they're the ones where at the end I have a grasp on what it might be like to have a conversation with the writer, to be in the same room as them. Yeah, so I think this is like where personal anecdotes really come into play. How we were talking about um, good essays usually tell a story and tell tell them something specific about you, an experience that you went through. And I think um, that's what we really should um, strive for through our essays. Another quote I want to point out as something that I think we have talked about a lot, and especially I have focused in on, is something in uh, the second paragraph, so a little bit before the quote Dominic pulled, quote, the skills of reflection, self-expression, and cogent writing are all ones that will serve you well in college. In fact, they will be critical. So consider this practice. Um, I think this is really true. You know, in high school, at least for me, I kind of just like went through the motions of the things I knew I was supposed to do. You know, I know I'm supposed to get a 4.0 GPA. I know I have to do an extracurricular and do really well at it. I know I have to get leadership positions and do something with those leadership positions. I didn't really stop to ask myself why I'm doing all these things. I just kind of did them. And so this is the moment for you to actually consider what the hell did I spend four years of my life doing? And I think that's why college essays are so hard because we don't think about that question. And we, because we're so busy doing the things that we don't take a step back and reflect on why we even do them. So I think very true quote from this admissions officer. Shout out to this. Who is this? Someone from Yale. Let's go with that. Okay. Her name. Oh, there it is. Is Hannah Hannah Menlowitz, a senior assistant director of admissions and director of recruitment. Kudos. All right. As you're thinking about your college essay, remember to also think about the major that you'll want to go in when you go to college. The first question I think that we all have, and I definitely had, is how to pick your major and how to express your interest in that major in the form of a college essay. Yeah, so what I've been sort of confused by, like now looking at majors, is the difference between kind of like a bachelor's of science and a bachelor's of art. Because I've been, of arts, I've been looking at, um, for, for me specifically, like neuroscience, but it's weird. Um, some schools will have it under a bachelor's of science and other schools will have it under a bachelor's of arts. So Michael, do you, can you kind of tell me what, what's the difference between the two or if there is a difference? I think there are, again, two schools of thoughts on this. One is that the bachelor of science actually looks like you've done either something applied in that area. Uh, so for example, uh, Wharton, gives you a BS in economics, whereas the Arts and Sciences School College in Penn gives you a Bachelor of Arts in economics. So science sometimes is <coughs> tends to be considered more applied mm-hmm. rather than more theoretical, which a Bachelor of Arts might consider. If you are an engineer, sometimes a Bachelor of Science looks better. But I'll be very honest with you, I don't think these distinctions actually matter that much when it comes to getting a job in the workforce. Uh, one thing I will say when we kind of talk about 
um, the effect on which school you have to apply to within a school if that happens. Uh, sometimes, for example, the economics degree will be in separate schools depending on which one it is. So maybe the bachelor's of science might be in the business school because it's much more technical and you're working with numbers a lot, whereas the bachelor of arts might be uh, much more in theory and that could be in the humanities department. In the end, it's also about the courses that you decide to take and the courses offered if they are in separate schools within the entire college, but it's really about the courses you take. And also you can always take electives. So like, as Michael said, I don't think it's something that should throw you off too much of like, oh, this school only offers a BA or this school only offers a BS. Yeah, I definitely don't think that high level view of things matters that much. I do think the choice of your actual major does matter. Like you can take classes outside your major. You will. You will be required to take electives. If you're at Columbia, there'll be a core, which is completely outside in most people's elect uh, intended majors, unless you're studying literature, mm-hmm. English, or cultural anthropology or some, you know, kind of much more humanities type discipline. But most of your coursework in your junior and senior year will be spent on your major, particularly if your major is more intense. So I think it's still an important question uh, to consider. So I guess the first thing we can do is uh, I'll ask you to what are you thinking major wise and how do you how did you get there? Yeah, so I currently would like to major in economics and then also do some either like a some some kind of business minor or definitely business classes on the side and the way i've arrived to that conclusion uh for the longest time i wanted to be a doctor um what kind of oh yeah started. i remember you saying that hey, like on. freshman year what? or something did i yeah, know you back then what no you didn't know me freshman year. Okay. you were still um i was still an allen right 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 yeah yeah no i wasn't so when you no, were you, a freshman i was a sophomore at law. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of slowly got more business-like during high school um, and just kind of developed that way. And then it kind of turned into economics. Um, you like money. I enjoy the class. And then also I, I do enjoy money. Money is nice. <laughs> uh, but also mm. just understanding how the economy works and studying that. And um, I think Michael would kind of agree because he's also majoring in economics. I am majoring um, in economics. And through school activities that we did, uh, that were kind of economics focused, <laughs> I really enjoyed that, and also did really well in it. So. Okay, you're hu- at least you're humble, hey. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's definitely how I think a lot of people get interested in their major. They do something in school that's related to it, and they just go down that rabbit hole. And you know, I think that kind of happened to me. I wouldn't say it happened in school. I'd say it was more the extracurricular activity of debate that let me down the economics rabbit hole because in debate we had to do a lot of, you know, research on policy issues and as well as like more foofy doofy high level philosophy questions about like what is the right government or you know what is the right thing to do and I thought those were, you know, somewhat interesting. Uh, I might do like a minor in political science. I'm interested in politics too. But I thought it was much more compelling to see like the concrete realities of policy. Um, And I know I really enjoy reading things like Vox.com, which actually explain the inner works in the policy that really explain um, public policy and economics research papers. So again, I think how you choose a major has a lot to do with what you are interested in thinking about. And, you know, I guess for Dominic and me, um, we're interested in thinking about economics, money, and for me, public policy. Wait, Michael, did you have another like major you were looking at before you got into economics, like before you were doing debate? 
No? No. You've- uh, I wasn't actually, I really wasn't thinking about that. I mean, maybe I was thinking about it. I just don't remember if I had something set in stone kind of sophomore, mm-hmm. freshman year. I guess political science was in the back of my mind because I was much more into that area. I mean, I still am, but I don't know the usefulness of a political <laughs> science degree, to be very honest. All right. So. You're yeah. a realist. Well, I mean, I'm interested in, in politics, mm-hmm. right? But you don't necessarily have to cases, get a political science degree to be involved in it. Yeah, I mean, in many cases, political science also involves a lot of political theory. And political theory is kind of like the foofy-doofy democratic theory, like high-level thinking about what is the right government. And that is one area of philosophy that I was actually really interested in back in high school debate. But it's not really something I could see myself spending my entire life thinking about. I kind of know what the right democracy is. I don't know if I have the best high level, you know, foundational deductive way of getting there, but I know what it is. And I'm more interested in how we get there rather than why I think it's the right form of democracy, which is why I don't think political science is probably the right area for Mm -hmm. me. Economics just seems more tangible and more useful. Yeah, well, so while Michael and Dominic are more on the very economic side, I guess recently during high school kind of established that interest. I would say ever since I was in, I still remember this, when I was in fourth grade and they always have the section with favorite food, favorite movie, favorite song, and like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, ever since then, I wrote doctor. And I, as a kid, you always say like, I want to be a doctor or an astronaut or something like that. But throughout the years carrying on all the way to high school and interning at Parkland, participating in UT Southwestern's medical exposure programs. I've actually, I'm still very interested in the medical field and I'm 90% sure that it's something I want to pursue. So with that, I've been looking specifically at two majors, either biochemistry or neuroscience, where, because like, I feel those would be good majors that would give me a really strong academic foundation for medical school. But I'm leaning towards neuroscience because... I've always had an interest in the sciences and I feel like I've excelled in the sciences, but I feel like neuroscience, there's also that aspect of understanding the mind and how it thinks. I find it like more, like you can apply it more. It's like more applicable of trying to like understand how people think, why people make these decisions, which is like more about psychology, which I'm taking this year. So neuroscience is kind of a good balance between the two. So that's what I'm leaning towards. And I think that's another way of getting to what major you might want to study. If you are very firmly set on a post-graduation plan, then there are specific majors that will help you with that. So for example, if you want to become a doctor, you're going to have to take a lot of pre-med courses. And if you major in some form of the sciences, like biology or neuroscience or biochem, you might be able to double stack some of those courses for both the pre-med requirements and as major requirements. That being said, you don't have mm-hmm, to do for sure. go this route. If you're interested in being a doctor and a music major, you can uh, study music in uh, undergrad and go to med school. Like There are plenty of cases like that. So it's not overly limiting, but that's just another way you might want to think about it. If you have an end goal in mind – Think about what major might be best useful for Mm -hmm. that end goal. It's definitely another way to go. And kind of going off that, I know a lot of the college counselors and people that have kind of college admissions people that have come and visited my school talking about their colleges. Whenever I say I kind of want to go on that pre-med track, 99% of them would say, oh, you can for sure, like, I know this person that 
is studying like history or something and completing their pre-med courses or someone's pursuing like a literature or a humanities kind of humanities major and they're still going into med school so there is definitely that route that you should take and now I feel like it's also more encouraged because there have been studies where like the percentage of biology majors getting into med school compared to people who've majored in like history and literature and all that so I feel like also if you're looking at med school they're looking for a more well-rounded student who isn't just focused in the sciences and one way that you can show that that is by majoring in different things um for undergrad yeah i mean i talked to a doctor the other day through one of columbia's like networking mentoring programs and he was just talking about kind of the need for doctors to know more than medicine especially at the management level of hospital institutions you know i Right now, there's, I think, at least he said, there's somewhat of a trend toward MBAs at the top of the hospital and just oh, yeah, MBAs yeah, yeah. without MDs. And, you know, you're Dominic, you're probably like, yeah, that's amazing. But I think in reality, <laughs> if you just like, you know, take a step back, it's probably not the best idea to have a profit-motivated MBA running the entire institution. It's obviously useful mm-hmm. to think about business in terms of logistics of a hospital, obviously. But you probably also want to have an MD who knows what doctors need because they are a doctor also in charge of the hospital. (laughs) So I think it makes sense that med schools and being, and just generally being a doctor involves more than just, you know, biology and the sciences, you Mm -hmm. know, even communication, like bedside manner. If you've been, if you've stuck your nose in a book for the entirety of your eight years, probably don't know how to talk to people. So maybe like a English communication major. I don't know. I I, I mean, I see compelling reasons. Or just like even a class. Yeah. Something kind of going off of that that leads us to the part where you can you can actually double major if you do have that wide interest like you want to be a doctor but you also have this passion for music or this strong passion for history or if you don't want to go if you think that's too big of a load like double majoring you can always major and minor like I'm thinking of maybe majoring in like neuroscience and also minoring in a language just because I want to learn a language or something like that so you can always do that. Or you can go crazy like one of the admissions um, reps that I talked to and double major and minor in something. But that's not very strongly advised. I know a Chicago kid who's triple majoring in something. You can. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if you're more of like a science major with like hard, like hard science majors, you don't have as much time because you also have lab hours and everything yeah, like that. Oh, for sure. So I feel like that would be no, harder. For sure. Like, I don't think you can like triple major like... Let me do physics, chem, and bio. That sounds like a disaster, so please don't do that. <laughs> I don't What know. is that person triple majoring in? Uh, but I just oh. I just heard triple major. discussion, like, Michael. Holy cow. Why would you do that to yourself? I feel like <clears throat> I feel like you could do it if you do like a science and then like a language, especially if like say you're fluent in that language, and then maybe some history major. I just definitely don't think you should do double sciences. Or if the if the majors overlap though. Like, I know biochem and neuroscience have a lot of overlap in the courses that they offer and the requirements that they have to fulfill. So in those cases, you can easily double major. Yeah. And I I think it's also worth noting that as much as the major is important and will determine a lot of the coursework you do after you complete your general education or core curriculum requirements, if you're at Columbia, they're not the end-all be all. You know, we mentioned your ability to take electives at other disciplines that is common, I think, in most schools, particularly top tier schools. 
And even if you're interested in certain career paths that lend itself to a particular major, like, you know, if you want to go to Wall Street, obviously, most people have econ degrees. If you're interested in things like English, you can also get jobs on Wall Street. Now, it might not be as simple. It might take some prep work before recruiting and interviews, but you will always see these possibilities happen. And you always hear Goldman and these types of banks always say, like, we're looking for the non-econ majors too. They should apply. So, you know, I think there is something to say. Don't stress too much about the major and the decision. I think to conclude this discussion a little bit, the major is just what you're interested in. And by now, you yeah, for sure. probably and hopefully and should have an interest in at least something. Otherwise, you know, the other parts of your college application are also going to be kind of bad if you don't have a kind of overarching interest in something, you know? But what about that whole thing about you can put, can you put like undecided like on your application as major? Because like, don't some colleges offer that? Or like, how does that work? I don't think that's a particularly good idea. You know, it's not set in stone, the major you write down. But I think putting it as undecided shows a real lack of reflectiveness. Because what it shows is that, I don't know, you have no one interest interest (laughs) that you'd be, you know. Not even slightly? Yeah, not even a slight interest in one discipline that you'd be really interested in focusing in on college. Even, you know, even considering that the decision is non-binding in many circumstances, that seems, I don't know, like, it seems to go contrary to every other part of the college application. Every other part of the college application asks you to reflect, why do I do the things that I do for the essay? What are the things I want to prioritize on my honors and extracurricular sections? And then suddenly for the interest you put, undecided. It seems like such a lame way to go. Like, surely, (laughs) surely you have an interest. And even if it's like a small interest, surely you have something. Surely the extracurricular activities in high school, surely those point to an interest in something. So, I don't know. I think if you put undecided, it's probably a bad idea. If you're genuinely undecided, think again, because I don't think you are. (laughs) That reminds me of the UT, like the very first UT supplement where it's like, what career do you want to pursue or something like that? And then in the... And the notes are like, okay, even if you're not sure, like, kind of tell us what you're interested in, the classes or the courses you want to take. They don't want you to say undecided or I have no interest. Like, they're trying to spark something out of you. So you really got to think about it because if you're if you're just like, eh, I don't know what I'm into, then you're going to have a very hard time writing these supplements. So that's a pretty common theme where it's like asking you about your academic and intellectual interests. Yeah, but one thing I'll add here is some schools won't even allow you to put undecided. Uh, for example, if you have to, or if you're applying to a school where they have different schools within that school, you're going to have to pick which one you want to apply to be able to get in. For example, um, you're not going to be able to transfer into the engineering school if you were you know, a music major at the beginning. Um, so in that case, you will have to pick a major that you want to apply for anyway. So it's a good rule of thumb to just come up with what you think you would like to major in, even if you're going to change it the first day you get to school, uh, just from being exposed to a new class or your or your roommate talking about something. And again, you kind of know, you know this, you know, if you want to be an engineer or not, you may not know what type of engineer, but you probably know you want to be an engineer. And if I, I'll say this again, if you don't ha- have any clue at all, what one single interest you might be interested in pursuing <laughs> is, it's like, then... I am questioning the quality of the rest of your application. Because part of what your major is, is also what your narrative is. If you have built up... Who you are. Like, who you are fundamentally. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've built up a solid understanding and reflection on who you are and what you've done and why you've done those things, 
then you know what you're interested in. <laughs> and especially since it's such a low stake decision, I don't know why you'd ever put undecided. And then also, just because you pick that major, it doesn't mean that's going to be the only thing that you're studying. Like, for example, like Michael said, Columbia, they also have the like the core requirements and then electives you can take. And then even if you decide to say major in the sciences, but then you then you graduate and then you decide, oh, I just want to do economics or something like that. There are ways, like, I don't know specifically, but I know if you get a more kind of general degree, you can always work in different sectors. It doesn't have to be specifically what you majored in. So it's not like, oh, I majored in this, so this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, and I mean, I'll speak on this from the perspective of banking and consulting. What a lot of the rec- recruiters come on campus will say is that, you know, what you learn in the classroom is a bunch of like theoretical stuff that you'll never use again. The skills, it's what m- matters much more is the skills you learn, like work ethic, being able to ask for help, working in a team, blah, 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 blah. A lot of the real training will be on the job. A lot of... Uh, particular banking consulting jobs will do kind of rotational programs where you get to experience different parts of the business for various amounts of time, or uh, there'll be situations where they'll actually spend like, you know, I don't know, 10 weeks or whatever training you on how to analyze a stock or whatever, you know? So a lot of the real on the job skills you'll learn will be learned on the job. So don't worry too much about the major. Just if you're interested in studying something, choose that as your major. I don't think it's that hard of a of a question, to be honest. So Michael, I've heard some people talk about how they would choose to apply to more not popular majors for a specific school so that they increase their chances of getting in. So say applying for, I don't know, English or history at Caltech or something, or, or a less known major at MIT. So do you think that actually has any effect on your chances of getting in? I think it depends on the school. It's going to be really useful for you kind of to get an independent outside college advisor to help you think through these questions, to help you research it per each school. This is obviously, you know, all the stuff we did today is all just like general advice. And it's often difficult to take this general advice to apply it to you personally. But I'll give some general thoughts on what I think about the effect of the major. It's very obvious to me, I think, that there are certain majors that are just like not as popular. There's just not as many resources dedicated to it. Not as many professors. Slavic studies is going to be less common than economics. <laughs> it just is, right? And so schools are going to need some Slavic studies because they've already invested money, presumably, into that department. So perhaps there's a benefit to choosing a less common major. Now, that does not mean that you choose the Slavic studies major if you have no background <laughs> or no interest in Slavic studies. Because part of this process is you being reflective about what you are interested in and having evidence to back up back, back that up. And so oftentimes when you have to write why major essay, when you're writing that essay for Slavic studies and you don't have an interest in Slavic studies, it's going to be very clear. If in high school you did, you know, business club and you did investing on the side and you started a side hustle selling sl- snow cones at boy scouts events <laughs> to slavic who's that, who's that kid and you suddenly choose slavic studies it seems very transparent to me that you are not actually interested in slavic studies i guess the answer is i do think your major of choice has an effect on your choices of admissions but i don't think that's relevant to most people okay so just real quick is there ever a cap on how many people can major in a certain thing at at the school or is that not a thing yeah so my answer for this would be it's kind of soft yes so if you know you have ninety thousand kids applying for economics they 
obviously will have to turn down a lot of those kids. Um, but for the most part, your major isn't going to be a deciding factor of why they're going to reject you. Um, in some of the cases, if a school has limited resources, they're not going to be able to support up to a certain amount of kids. Uh, but I believe that most colleges have their resources kind of figured out to where that's not an inhibiting factor for an applicant. Michael, do you think that's a fairly... Yeah, I think so. Um, so I think you should be aware of schools that lock you into your major, like you apply into the specific major and you will study courses in that major all four years and you have no option to change. For those, there's probably some sort of limitation on the resources. <laughs> Honors programs like UT are another example where there is, I think, actually a published number of people who will be in the honors cohort of students. And then there's obviously a cap on it because it's published, you know, public, I guess. And then also for... Certain programs, like, I think, like, the Huntsman program or... Yeah, right, yeah, Huntsman Those program, very too. specific or, like, the seven... Or, like, the seven-year med programs or the combined med programs. So, those more specialized... I don't want to say, like, majors. I would say, like, programs. Of course, there's going to be a cap on them. And they are going to be very selective. So, you should also keep that in mind when you're applying to schools and if you're looking at specific programs that they offer. Definitely. Thanks for listening. That was our episode on majors in college. How to pick your major the impact of the major on your application, and uh, whether these things matter in the long run. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to our Skillshare sponsor link at bit.ly slash aupod2018. Skillshare is a great resource for you to dive into a variety of different subjects, all with one easy subscription. If you go to the link, you'll get two free months of Skillshare Premium. That's two free months where you get to explore whatever subject you want. So if you are interested in a major and you don't know for sure, check out a Skillshare course and who knows, maybe you'll fall in love. So just go to bit.ly slash aupod2018 to get your free two-month subscription to Skillshare Premium. Now, of course, always feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels at aupodfm on Twitter and at admissions.uncovered on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Cool. All right, so let's talk about majors. Uh, that was a weird transition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.